Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by Andy's Frozen Custard. Kelsey at the 20, 15 to the 10, and into the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City! On your weekday home for Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Mitch Holtis. The ball is out and picked up by the Chiefs! It's on Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton at the 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's the run of boot being chased by Chris Jones? He is wrapped up and eaten by Chris Jones. Here's Jay Binkley. Ah, Chiefs 38, Eagles 35, another championship for this town. This is Championship City, USA. It's no longer flyover country. This is the town that just keeps winning. This is a town that has a dynasty now with this football team. Loading Canton, Ohio with future Hall of Famers. This is what it is. Two Super Bowls in the last four years. Five straight AFC title games. Patrick Mahomes, one of six players ever to have multiple Super Bowl MVPs. All the doubters, all the haters. Oh, the Chiefs, they're not going to be any good without Tyreek Hill. Is that right? You guys remember the national media? Did you guys sit there and watch the predictions roll in for this game? Did you sit there and read ESPN with 46 people that worked there, picked the Eagles to win? Did you not watch the broadcast with Bradshaw and all those people picking the Eagles over the Chiefs? That's what they do. They had a 10-point deficit. All looked down. Holmes was hurt. What was going to happen? Oh, he just came out the second half, and they scored every single drive that they had. That's what the Chiefs do. This town is lucky. The town, this town's fate changed the day they drafted Patrick Mahomes. And then the buildup, the setup, you know, with Andy Reid, working with Alex Smith and grooming Patrick Mahomes. You know, Brent Tillis and Brett Veach in the front office working out how to pay this guy. How are we going to pay this guy before he's even started a game? Because they saw specialness right there with Patrick Mahomes. And right now in our city, nobody's working tomorrow. <laughs> I know kids are going to school tomorrow. Some schools are what? Running late tomorrow? You don't have to show up for like three, four hours? We are live all night long. I'm going until 3 a.m. Going to turn over to Kristen Ocero, who's got you covered straight in the Fesco in the morning with Fesco and uh, Josh Klingler, sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. We're going to take your calls. I want to hear how excited you are. I'll never forget sitting in New York with Josh Vernier when the Royals won in 2015. I remember the heartache of 2014. Ah, we're so close. You guys have heard me say it. That road between Arrowhead and Kaufman was the boulevard of broken dreams. That's what it was. 2015, the Royals cashed that uh, check. 2019 season, 2020 Super Bowl, Chiefs cashed that check. And here's the Bengals. Everybody's, you know, oh, the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs. Burrowhead. You guys remember? Buffalo Bills, they were the Super Bowl favorite coming in. Oh, and the Chiefs weren't even going to win this division. Heck, some of the national media said that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs weren't even going to go to the playoffs. That it was going to be the Raiders. It was going to be the Broncos. They're now with Sean Payton as coach, thinking he's the next savior, even though he's the third choice of that franchise. This town is being chased by the AFC West because Andy Reid absolutely owns the AFC West, which is great. I mean, complete ownership. Every single team in this division should send a thank you card to Andy Reid. A Father's Day card to the Chiefs organization for being their daddies for the longest time. You guys remember preseason? Like, for whatever reason, this offseason, Molly and Steve May, we have kind of forgotten a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and as good as I right. believe Kansas City will be, right. Right. let's right. not act like right. it ain't going to be a drop ball. I think 
think a new team has arrived in the AFC West, and their name is the Los Angeles Chargers. Their division is impossible, and it just so happens that I think this might go down for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're an excellent team, but I just don't see them in the postseason. Can, can, I, can I help? On the table. It's more than on the table. Every other team, basically, got better, and the Chiefs got worse. So if I said that, I don't believe that the Chiefs are going to uh, make the playoffs. I said it to McCall Harmon. Listen, you can't be one-sided. Within their division, they're the only team that is front-loaded on the offensive side of the ball. Every team has closed the gap. You know what that is? That is receipts. That is receipts for the Kansas City Chiefs. People are freaking out before the game because Vic Fangio was hired by the Eagles. Remember Vic when he was in Denver? Now they're the defensive coordinator of the Dolphins. Got a two-week contract to go work with his friends in the Eagles. But he was going to work on the defense, which is crazy. He was going to help out the offense, how to uh, exploit Steve Spagnuolo in defense. Remember all the crying about uh, Philadelphia's defense? They had no sacks in this game. Matter of fact, Philadelphia on offense gave up 18 more sacks this season than the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line did. They had none tonight. And yes, Philadelphia led the way with 70 sacks in the NFL. But you know what? That was playing against Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills. Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. That's who they played. They didn't play Patrick Mahomes. And I kept hearing about this pass rush is going to destroy the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, the Philadelphia Eagles are just going to outrun the Chiefs. Chiefs ran for 158 yards. They exploited that defense the way they should. It's the number one pass defense, which, by the way, Patrick Mahomes is now 5-0 and this season against top 10 passing defenses. Not bad, huh? Oh, he's also nailed the number one, number two, and number five scoring defenses in the NFL by putting points on their ass. Remember when he put 44 points on San Francisco? It was the number one defense when they played him. Number one scoring defense when they played him. Finished the season number one. Finished the season number one in scoring defense. Chiefs put 44 on him in Frisco. And I know they had their quarterback problems at that point. He hadn't figured it out with Brock Purdy yet. And he hadn't started yet. But you know what? Those guys don't play defense. But Patrick Mahomes, again, Super Bowl MVP. Keep this in mind. Steve Young. As good as he was, Hall of Fame career, he didn't win his first championship until he's in his 30s. He didn't have over 2,200 yards passing in a season until he was in his 30s. Mahomes got three more years till he's even 30. He and Brady, the youngest two players ever to win multiple Super Bowl MVPs. He's in Canton, Ohio. It's 100%. Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. It is confirmed the Chiefs do have a dynasty. But right now, though, I want to hear and I'm going to celebrate with you guys. We're going all night long on 610 Sports Radio. We'll take your calls here as we call it the uh, no huddle as we go no huddle now in, in Kansas City. And it's where we take your phone calls brought to you by the Silverstein Ice Center phone line. Let's go straight to your phone calls right now and celebrate with me. Let's go to Reggie in Anaheim. What's up, Reggie? Man, I'm sitting out here in Southern California, decked in red, black, and white. Let's go no huddle. Edward Jolaire gets the handoff. Off the first hit, off the second hit, off the third hit, and into the sweet I, uh, I just want to say I, I, I'm proud of my city, and uh, I'm proud of the team, man. This is such a gutsy. This was a, a, a Michael Jordan flu game uh, uh, series for Mahomes. He battled through an ankle injury, a high ankle sprain for the whole playoff, and he just kicked everybody's ass with that broken ankle. Um, I love I love the town, man. I can't wait to get back home and celebrate with you guys. Uh, I'm just over, I'm so I'm just so overjoyed, man. I love each and every uh, person in Kansas City. Uh, I, I love the way you guys are shining and, and making us proud. To those of us that live abroad, Bink, I love you, man. You my guy. I love everybody at 610 Sports. 
uh, as an unofficial uh, contributor to 16 Sports Radio. Rich from Anaheim, out. All right, Reggie in Anaheim right there celebrating. Hopefully, he'll be at the Prades, a lifelong Kansas City guy out at a place right now working for Kansas City. But he'll be back. But this whole town is celebrating. You guys know how it feels. I mean, just the lift that you get every single Monday after the Chiefs win, which, by the way, is a hell of a lot lately. <laughs> Andy Reid averages 12 wins a year since he's been here. He's never had a losing record in Kansas City. 9-7 and seven was his worst record. That's it. All this guy does is continue to win. He's number two all-time in postseason wins. He's now got multiple Super Bowls. By the way, the Chiefs now have three as a franchise. Three. They're now in the air now with the uh, the Raiders, the Broncos, all these teams, right? But everybody doubted this football team, and you know who they were. You know the doubters were. It was each and every week. You had to see this text line. It was an absolute dumpster fire. It really was. But the Chiefs, you got to keep that faith, man, because you never know what's going to happen with them. Let's go to Dustin in Overland Park. What's up, Dustin? So, uh, to start it off there, Bink, uh, I think Bink's the hardest working man at 6 in sports radio, for one. But second of all, like guys like Bart Scott that were saying, oh, the Chiefs aren't even going to make the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Nobody, even, nobody was even taking that seriously. I mean, you got to look at people like Patrick Mahomes. I I get it. He was good tonight, but was he really the MVP of the Super Bowl? I I would go Nick Bolton on that. Um, but I tell, I tell you what, it, though, if hey, Nick Bolton would have got in that end zone that second time, he would have been MVP. Oh yeah, finished with yeah, nine no, tackles on the season would have been there. But Mahomes and the way he guided this offense with that ankle, the three touchdowns, the uh, he had over fifty yards rushing. It went back down to forty-four because he took a knee. Yeah, right there at the end of the I, game. I get it though. 186 yards passing though. I mean, eh, I, you know I what? Though? Who, who gives, who, get, who gives the rats ass? He had three touchdowns and two Super Bowl rings. Now, who cares? Hey, guess what, Jay? Nobody gives a rat's ass. <laughs> That's right. We're Super Bowl champions. That's right. Bud. That's right. <laughs> That's the spirit, my friend. That's the spirit. Let's go to Frank in Overland Park. What's up, Frank? Yeah, and the thing is, this national people aren't giving us any respect either. I'm, I'm already hearing all this. Well, there was a mystery penalty at the end that gave them the game. You know what, though? Well, That's funny they say that. That's funny they say it because the man that made that mistake is named James Bradbury, the corner right. there for the Eagles. You know what he said after the game? Quote, it was holding. I tugged his jersey. I was hoping right. they would let it slide. But, but you <laughs> so got the national, guy that did like, it admitted it. You got national guys like JT DeBrick saying that this is this is a tainted call. The field was horrible. Um, this isn't a dynasty. You got to win three in a row, or you got to win four out of five for it to be a dynasty. Because he's, he's a Raiders honk. They're haters. And all all crap. Of them. And, and the reason the reason Mahomes only had 186 yards tonight is because one, we didn't have the ball that much in the first half. Two, that we didn't really have to drive that much. Pacheco um, ran the ball for like 75 yards. This team is on its course for a dynasty. We can start talking about that. Bring on the parades. You got Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady rolled into one athlete. This is the Michael Jordan of this generation. This dynasty is going to continue. We're going to win a lot more. We're going to have a lot more parades. And it's just going to be a, a machine. And it's not going to stop. It's going to keep rolling. So JT the Brick, Greg Olson, and all, Terry Bradshaw, and everybody else that doubted us tonight, you're going to have to get <laughs> with it because it's going to keep rolling because this is a machine now. It is. And, uh, Greg Olson, I thought he usually calls good games. Tonight was not one of them. It just wasn't. He goes, Dallas Goddard, first time we've called his name tonight. He'd already had three catches in the game when Greg Olson said that. I was like, what the hell are you doing, man? 
I know, but the field was terrible. That field was terrible. It was terrible when the Chiefs played there to open the season. But think about that. The Chiefs opened the season in Arizona. They closed the season in Arizona. Thank you, Arizona, for taking care of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, we got to hear the Sunday sermon from Chester. What's up, Chester? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. When people press no, the ones that believe press on. Turn that no around to all zero in. When people talk about who's going to win and when the David wins over Goliath, then they can they keep on talking, but their talk is complaining instead of saying that we will conquer. They keep on looking for something that's not there because light always reproves darkness. Good, honest play with integrity, having each other more than Kansas City, more than is victory. It overcomes the world. It's dominion. Even the first people, Adam and Eve said, let them have dominion, replenish, subdue, dress, keep. But they still talk, the opposition, still talks about our position. And that's therefore, but we have the victory. We have the joy. We have something bigger than all of us because it brings the whole city together. They out there, you know, downtown, they out there, you know, celebrating. They'll be up all night long. And this is what it's all about. What brings that is victory. When nobody say that you have it, we were what? Born to get it. We are hungry to get it. We bring up the red that burns to get it. We bring up the blue that washes to get those clothes clean to get it. Because we have the victory. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Chester. It wouldn't be a Kansas City championship without hearing from Chester. This season, I mean, he called when the Royals won in 15, called when the Chiefs won the last world title, called the night the agitating and agitation of the winning machine is what keeps the clothes clean. Let's go to Showtime in KC. What's up, Showtime? Hey there, Bank. Hi there, Showtime. Chiefs Kingdom, we are Super Bowl champions, and we got to get ready for a parade, Kansas City. Speaking of, well, speaking of, wait a second, Showtime, speaking of the parade, it has been released. It is Wednesday, February 15th, starting at noon. There you go. This Wednesday, starting at noon. There you go. There's a parade. And everybody in Kansas City is going to be there. And Bink, Showtime is going to say it here first. The Chiefs, we are going to repeat next year's champions. It feels so good to be Super Bowl champions. Let's go, Kansas City. Let's go, Chiefs. Showtime, Kansas City, baby. I'm out. <laughs> go Showtime in KC's not sleeping on it. But, yes, the parade will be the 15th. They're getting used to the parade. The parade routes in this town, they really are. I mean, you know, from from the Royals winning and Sporting winning, then the Chiefs, uh, two of the last four. I mean, it's just what happens in this town. And oh, by the way, the draft is in Kansas City this year. The draft is in Kansas City. It means several hundred thousand more people in the city. Oh, and then the World Cup's coming too. This is a great sports town. It really is. You guys are great people. You love sports in this town. Kansas City's always one of the top five markets at anything, sporting events nationally. And it's great, great to see. Let's go to uh, let's go to Walker in KCMO. What's up, Walker? Walker. Bink, 
can you hear me? Can I can you hear, hear you. I can hear you, Walker. Hello, baby. Hey, I just left downtown. It's a zoo down there. It's a madhouse. Good. Everybody's vibing. The city is buzzing because we're Super Bowl champions, baby. Let's go. That's what I'm talking All about, things- Walker. I hope you're having a great time down there in downtown. Downtown is alive. You know, people aren't sleeping. The fireworks are going crazy. The fireworks are going crazy in this town. People were absolutely positively enjoying the win. Let's go to uh, Jake in KNC. What's up, Jake? Jay Binkley, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, Jake. Hey, sometimes the calls may be good. Sometimes the calls may be shoot. But tonight, the calls are good. I am sitting here with my wife, and I am the king of the calls. So king of- I got to let you go, Jake. I had my finger on the dumb button too much there, buddy. Uh, just, just, just keep it somewhat clean. I, I do have a dumb button, but that's uh, that's all I ask. That's all I ask. Celebrate then. Let's have some fun. Let's go to uh, Pam in North Kansas City. What's up, Pam? Hey, Tinkley. Hi, Pam. Hey. Yes, ma'am. Kansas City Kingdom, you are Super Bowl 57 champions. Pam, I didn't think I'd, I didn't think I'd see another one. Pam, you, you've seen them all, and you've called us on all of them—the Royals, the Chiefs. Man, this keeps happening. Pam, start believing it. I love it. I, I love it. You know, it makes me cry. Well, you're a very sentimental person, Pam. But you know what, though, this is what keeps happening. As long as this tandem is together, Mahomes and Reed, and just Mahomes. I mean, that's what's going to be carrying this thing in the oh future. Oh my God! I, I don't. This guy's got the whole off season to get that ankle straightened out. Well, he's going to have plenty of time for that. Oh, yeah. He's going to have plenty guys, of time for that, Pam. These these guys have earned whatever parade they get. They've they've earned their off season. They've earned they've earned it. Oh my God, this has got to be one of the most resilient teams I think I've ever. No, I've there's ever no question it. about it. This team is completely resilient, Pam. And thanks for the call. But this team's completely resilient. All they've had is the haters and the doubters, but they just keep doing it. And I'll go back to the state of Texas where Patrick Mahomes acclimated himself with his receivers in the offseason. To me, that was the biggest story of the Kansas City Chiefs going into this year. It was a bunch of guys that didn't know Patrick Mahomes. You had Juju Smith-Schuster coming here with a statue of a quarterback in Big Ben. Played completely different style than what Patrick Mahomes did. Now, MVS with Aaron Rodgers, very similar, get outside the pocket, complete but they didn't have that chemistry built with Patrick Mahomes. And no, MVVS did not have a, a good game this game, but he had a great game against the Bengals in the AFC title game. But they had to get used to Patrick Mahomes. And so the guys went there, and Sky Moore went down there, and they all went down to Texas. And Andy Reid, which is a big disciplinarian with the team, was okay with it. Hey, you go down and do the OTAs, we'll Zoom, whatever you want to do. Camp Pat, every team's going to want to Camp Pat now. They are. They tried to get a quarterback to groom another quarterback like Alex Smith, did Patrick Mahomes. It didn't work. So now the Camp Pat, you'll start to see it around the National Football League. Hey, go work out with the quarterback. But you know, instead of working out, they had fun. They played games. They played video games. They ate together. They got to know each other as human beings. And there's something to that. I don't know if you guys have seen the new Top Gun movie where, where Maverick takes the crew out to the uh, beach to play football. And the Admiral came there and says, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Why aren't you flying? Because I'm teaching them to be a team. You want me to be teaching them to be a team? This is what they do. This is the Chiefs. They have fun. They learn about each other. They play video games with each other. And they learn to like each other. 
This goes a long way. It's why the Royals won the World Championship in 2015. They liked each other. They believed in each other. They shut out the outside noise, concentrated on themselves. 100% what they did. But uh, one second here. we gotta, we got to do something legally. The Super Bowl champions play here. here. 610 Sports Radio, KCSB Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Now that sounded good, Jen. World champions. As you're sitting there, Carl Sheffer's not even the story. The official. In fact, he's going to be welcome in Kansas City now. 100%. They're not like him in Philadelphia, though. Well, Carl's not going to have a chance in Philadelphia, that's for sure. But, yes, the Chiefs are world champions once again because they're resilient much. Think about this, guys, with this football team. Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback, as Mitch said, the only quarterback ever to lead the league in passing and win the Super Bowl. He set a record in the NFL for all-purpose yardage between rushing and passing. Didn't have Tyreek Hill. Remember, this offense was going to falter without Patrick or without Tyreek Hill. This team had one receiver over 1,000 yards, and it wasn't even a receiver. It was Travis Kelsey at tight end. That's it. Who's, by the way, the greatest of all time, and he's got a Grand Canyon-sized gap between anybody else. You don't believe me? He's got seven straight years of 1,000 yards. Seven straight years of AFC titles. Hmm. They kind of go together, right? The only player with the Chiefs over 1,000 yards. Now, they didn't even have a 1,000-yard rusher. So how does a team lead the NFL in offense, points per game, points per drive, without, with just a tight end with 1,000 yards, no receivers? They didn't. No running backs. Didn't do it because you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. That's how you do it. 12 different guys with over 100 yards of total offense and two touchdowns. Never been done in the history of the National Football League. Mahomes told you, Reed told you, in training camp, this is the new look Chiefs. So I would say you got to throw out the book. However you played the Chiefs in the past, you take it, you crumple it up, you throw it in the trash. You play the Chiefs a different way than what they did tonight. Let's go to Neil, the mayor of Lone Jack. What's up, Neil? Jay Binkley! Neil! We got it done, brother. We did it. Super Bowl champions. Man, I'm glad you're on until 3 a.m. I'll be here listening with you the whole time. Oh, we're going after me, Neil. Chris Chris got you going until 6 a.m. rolling right in the Fesco. Brother, if you're going to Waffle House, I'll meet you, man. I wish I was there with you because I could talk with you till 6 a.m. and beyond about this, man. This is just the, the, the second half was a masterpiece. That last drive was a masterpiece. All the people that have talked about Andy Reid for ages about his clock management, this was a defining moment in his career, handling the clock, bleeding it, taking it down. Jay, I will argue with anybody that wants to argue with me about us being a dynasty. Some, everybody will argue you need three titles. No. In my opinion, you need three categories. You need multiple championships. You need to do things that have never been done before in the NFL. And you need to have MVP, Super Bowl caliber, Hall of Fame caliber players at, at different levels. And I tell you this, Patrick is no question, undeniably now, if not the second, couldn't be argued lower than the third quarterback of all time. Travis is unquestionably the greatest tight end of all time. Chris Jones was the most dominant defensive tackle in the league this year and has been for a couple years aside from Aaron Donald. And then you have just all the other contributors. And I got word for you people out there across America All of you doubters, this is the only trash talking I'll do tonight. 
the guy that was on with Carrington from Philadelphia and didn't see a way that the Chiefs could beat the Eagles? Well, I'll give you a few ways, okay? First of all, we ran the ball on your ass more than you did. We controlled the clock more than you did. We had kicked your ass in the second half the entire time. We took care of business, and you didn't. And you can talk about the rest, and I hope you do. From here till eternity, I hope you talk about Carl Sheffers and you get his ass fired. I will thank you till the day I die, Philadelphia, if you get Carl Sheffers fired. Um, he, he's and, welcome here now. <laughs> so let, no, screw him. I don't care. Um, the other thing about trash talking, and I'll, and I'll end with this dynasty stuff, and then I'll talk to you later. You need those three things that I mentioned, and look out. What I started to say, look out, rest of the country, all you doubters, because we had the most rookies on our team this year. We are only going to get better. Our red zone defense will only get better next year. Look out. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. That piece that they did at the end of the postgame show about number 16 was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. They deserve an Emmy or a Golden Globe or a Grammy or whatever the heck you give in radio. For that, was freaking beautiful. Jay, last question, I'll let you go. Did you see my tweet, brother? Neil, I did not see your tweet because there was a lot of tweets, buddy. Bro, I sent you pictures. Me and my daughter were in Glendale earlier today, brother. Oh, you went to Glendale today? We went to Glendale today. Because I remember remember when the Chiefs were playing Miami, you drove down there. You drove down there, and you went to – Fesco was having a watch party in Miami, and you drove down there for that. I gave you crap because you didn't go down to Tampa, and I wanted you to go to Tampa, Kansas. But I I appreciate the fact you drove to Glendale. I I got to go back and look at those pictures. The only reason I didn't go to Tampa, Kansas, was because the weather was crap that day. I remember, I remember. I almost said the S word. I almost said the S word. I'm glad I didn't. The weather was crap that day. The weather was fine today. I went to Glendale. It's officially a thing, Jay. Every time we are in the Super Bowl, me and my daughter are getting in the car and road tripping. My daughter went with me today, Jay. That's awesome, man. You gotta see the pictures. They're classic. The guy that gave shout out to the guy that gave me the heads up about Gillies the other night when. Dirty Werewolf was on. Some dude called, texted in and told me to go to Jilly's. We went to Jilly's. Um, word of warning, they do not have the brunch anymore, but they do have some pretty damn good cupcakes. Neil, you're cupcakes. the best, man. You're the, the best. We hit the zoo for a few minutes, and then we drove our asses home, and I went to Johnny's house and Jamie's house. Uh, hey, 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 Neil, I got to let you go, brother. I got to let you go. You, we got too many people that want to call. But no, this, this is one not only with Reed Mahomes. This is one in the draft room. First of all, I mean, making the shrewd deal for Patrick Mahomes, I mean, yeah. I mean, Veach had a lot to do with it. He was calling Lee Steinberg all the time. He put him on Andy Reid's radar. Make no mistake about it. Andy Reid picked Patrick Mahomes. We can go back and forth with Dorsey and Veach and all that. No. Andy Reid selected who he wanted to put the pelt on the wall. What quarterback he wanted to write out with. He chose Mahomes. But you know what wins this? is drafting Trent McDuffie, George Karloff, Sky Moore, who had his first touchdown tonight, Brian Cook, Leo Chanel, sack tonight for Leo, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco. That is how you win. That's just this year. The year before, Nick Bolton, touchdown tonight in the Super Bowl, second-leading tackler in the National Football League, franchise record tackler for the Chiefs. By the way, he came over in the Orlando Brown trade, the guy that gave up no sacks tonight. He came over as pick 58 from the Ravens, 
Chiefs drafted him. That's how you win. Creed Humphrey in that draft. Noel Gray in that draft. Trey Smith in that draft. This is how you win. This is how you continue to win because you can't pay everybody. But you can pay draft picks, six-round picks, seventh-round picks. This is how you do business. And as far as my, my point on Kelsey being the greatest of all time, it's not close. You know, Gonzalez only had four years of 1,000 yards. Jason Witten only had four years of 1,000 yards. Shannon Sharp had three. Kelsey's got seven 1,000 yard seasons, and they're all in a row. The only tight end to ever have more than two in a row was Greg Olson, the caller of the game tonight, with three. Three. He's got seven. He's going to have, next year when he gets 1,000 yards, going to have double, double whatever any other tight end ever has for 1,000 yards. That is doubling up production from your position. There is not a single GOAT, not a single player in the Hall of Fame that can look at the guy, the next closest guy to him, and be double as good as he was. That's Travis Kelsey. Jed, did you want to talk about Jeffers? I did. I'm a little bit interested that I haven't heard more calls about Carl Jeffers and how he obviously cost the Chiefs this game. Because I I know that he had a vendetta against the Chiefs, like I talked about, and was run out of the building for mentioning that refs don't decide games. Well, in Philadelphia, they're going to cry. In Cincinnati, they're crying about the officials. Exactly. Like I had mentioned, it's a loser's lament to, you know, complain about the the officials. Which is hilarious because the Chiefs had bad officiating all year. They just, but they overcame it. They and I, I think have. you and I have talked about how officiating throughout the NFL is porous. So I don't think that Roger one, Goodell thinks it's fine. Well, Roger Goodell is kind of a clown too. But I guess my point is that ultimately, if you're the better team, it's not going to matter what the officials do. So I'm glad that we can finally put that to bed. Yeah, it is great. It is great. Uh, I heard from our friend Kurt Nelson, who uh, runs the uh, greatest Hall of Fame in this town, the Royals Hall of Fame. Best mustache in the city, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. I, I was at the 1980 World Series when they lost. I was there. I was just glad to be there, to be honest with you. I was just glad to be at the 1980 World Series. Yeah, then they win in 1985. They go back in 14. They win it in 15. I mean, this is Titletown, baby. This is Titletown, USC. But you went in the draft room. You do what the Chiefs do because you got to stockpile the talent. You have have to win on draft night because you need the Isaiah Pacheco's in the seventh round. You know, you need the Joshua Williams in the fourth round. You need the Jalen Watson who had back-to-back interceptions against the Jags and the Bengals in the seventh round. You need guys like that. You need guys like Sky Moore to have his first ever touchdown in the NFL tonight in the Super Bowl. This is how you win championships. You got to have this because if you don't, what do you have? You've got to win on draft night. This is one thing the Chiefs have been doing well. they got 11 picks coming up in Kansas City. I cannot wait for the NFL draft. We'll take a timeout. we still got to hear from Josh Klingler, sideline reporter of the Chiefs. Still got to hear from the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, Pete Sweeney. And we got to hear from you at 913-586-7610. Back after this. Chiefs 38 and the Eagles 35. Six seconds left in Super Bowl 57 regulation. Hertz takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. There you go. There's the final call by Mitch Holtis by request. Man, it's tough, though, because 
You know, I really like what he had to say at the end of the Bengals game, too, you know? Formation, and it is caught over there now, slipping, and the Chiefs will tackle him! This game is over! This game is over! You can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're gonna have to deal with the Chiefs! And- mm. Great stuff there by Mitch, kind of echoing the sentiments of everybody involved. Chiefs having fun in Arizona right now. Patrick Mahomes, this was the game, man. You got to be cool under pressure. So he does. And everybody's talking, well, what happens if he loses one? And, you know, he's well, he's lost a couple Super Bowls. You know, he, can we still put him in any category dynasty? He ended all that tonight. He, he stamped it with an exclamation mark. He is going to the Hall of Fame. Probably would have anyway, even if he won the night or not. But he's definitely going to the Hall of Fame now. Two MVPs in the Super Bowl. Two MVPs in the National Football League. Think about his career, guys. Remember when we didn't go to AFC title games? Remember when we went but all those years until 93 season, went to it 94, January 16th, 94, and played in Buffalo and lost that one? You know, since the Chiefs Super Bowl went with Dawson, I mean, think about that time span. They went... Until January 16th, 1994, the AFC title game. That was it. Enter Mahomes. His first year, he loses the AFC title game to the Patriots with the old rules because he didn't get the ball back. Remember, Buffalo cried about that. They got the rule changed in the National Football League. Okay? All he's done is gone to the AFC title game and lost in overtime or gone to the Super Bowl, won or lost the Super Bowl. You cannot find another quarterback ever on this planet that ever played the National Football League that can say that. Yet people will still doubt him. They'll still pick the Chargers, AFC West champions in the preseason every year. They'll still do that with Patrick Mahomes. The doubters will still be out there. They'll be talking about this call. They'll be crying about it in Philadelphia. But they don't watch the Chiefs game. They don't understand the Chiefs have dealt with bad officiating. They didn't watch that Patriots game where they uh, went to overtime and the bad calls were in that game. Mahomes should have gone to the Super Bowl then, too. He was up on Cincinnati big time and lost that game last year. He could literally make an argument to be in the Super Bowl every single year he's been a starter, which is absolutely, totally insane. Let's go out uh, now live to State Farm Stadium and talk to our very own Cody Tapp, who's had an amazing week in Arizona. Cody, how's it feel, my man? I feel great, Pink. What do you mean? This is so much better than the alternative, as always. Plus, I don't know, I guess I never thought um, in either your life or my life or anyone's life that the Chiefs would be just hated by everyone due to pure dominance. Not anything else, just that they're way better than everyone else. 100%, Cody, and, and you've dealt with all the haters, and you you and Alex have discussed, Nick have, have discussed them on, on the show. You, you were down there on Radio Row. You understood the people that came in nationally that you know, oh, yeah. were doubting the Chiefs. I mean, the, the whole broadcast uh, doubted the Chiefs, and they were all picking the Eagles to win. 46 people at ESPN uh, picked the Chiefs to lose. But this is kind of the sentiment that's been happening. This is the stuff that I don't think people understand. The Chiefs keep receipts. <laughs> you heard Kelsey after the game. I mean, he brings it up every time they have a big win. Well, and the, the thing is, Bink, is that it was totally deserved these last two weeks. It was like 70% of the media, both against Cincinnati and against Philadelphia, the one that stands out is the entire Fox crew. Like Terry Bradshaw, the whole group of them all chose Cincinnati, then got a redo opportunity and chose the Eagles. The thing they always mistake, and this is like we had a conversation this week, and this is the factor. The thing they always forget about is how much is Mahomes worth? 
And the answer is, whatever you think it is, it's way more, Bink. It's way more than whatever you're factoring in because he went on four consecutive scoring drives to finish the game. He went touchdown, 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 and then the Eagles got scared. That's what happened. They didn't realize. They got shell-shocked, like a lot of teams do, because they're like, oh, no, this guy is scoring a lot of points, and that's a problem. And then they stop, you know, moving the ball as well, and they have these moments. But, yeah, it's it's all of it. They got a Hall of – they got a – I don't know, the single greatest tight end in NFL history, one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, and the most talented quarterback in NFL history, who now already has two rings before 27. So, it's it, it amazing. I was looking up Steve Young's number. I was curious. And he, he finally won a Super Bowl 95 because he'd be in Joe Montana's backup. And he never threw more than 2,200 yards until he was in his 30s. Like, he built his Hall of Fame career almost 28,000 yards passing in his 30s. Mahomes has three years just to get to that point. I mean, think it's like so. I heard you right before. His five his five years as a starter, the only two times he didn't, the only three times he didn't win a Super Bowl. He went to the Super Bowl and lost behind a really bad offensive line. He lost in overtime in the AFC title game. He is literally seconds away from playing in every single Super Bowl. The thing is, is that I, I know that, that like people are going to argue the dynasty stuff. I think it's a dynasty already. Um, some of the Chiefs players, I think, are avoiding that conversation until they get one more ring. Maybe Alex will make that argument. But, I mean, this is the most dominant team in the NFL, and it's not particularly close. Tom Brady got three Super Bowls in his 20s. Mahomes has three more years to get it, Bink. Oh, I know. I mean, and this was the reload year, okay, just to be very clear. Reload. There is no doubt in my mind, in speaking to Brett Feach, Clark Hunt, Andy Reid, and every other player, they thought that this was the reload year. They, they like, acknowledged it. They're like, well, we got to let go of Tyreek. We're going to be super crazy young, and maybe it's going to be a little bit harder. But we got Mahomes in the playoffs, so we'll see. And instead, they finished with the league's best record, went to the Super Bowl again, and then won it. So it's like, now you're all in big, big trouble. <laughs> hey, we're talking to Cody Taft from Cody and Gold, who's out in Arizona, uh, just enjoying the confetti out there tonight. And, Cody, you grew up in this town. Uh, you've seen the heartbreak. Um, with this team, you saw it become a Royals town again in 14 and 15, shifting back to the Chiefs. We got the draft here, Cody. I mean, this is the football, know, like epicenter. This is the football epicenter of the world is right here in Kansas City. Did you ever in your wildest imagination when you were going to Winnetonka that you would see this in Kansas City as a Kansas City guy? No, nah, I mean, I did. I, you know, again, I, I think the Chiefs spent years, big years and years like doing what loser franchises do. No offense to the rest of the Chiefs franchise. I get it, man. Everybody grew up as franchise. But, like, let's find a quarterback. But it was never drafting one high. They got burned by Todd Blackledge once. And so my entire youth, they were, like, going after Gerbach or Gannon or Castle. And it's not like some of those quarterbacks aren't, well, I don't know, perfectly fine or whatever. But they're not Patrick Mahomes. This is why you swing big. This is why you take chances. And it's because of Mahomes. Look, I – Reed's a great coach. He turned this franchise around. They were one of the worst franchises in football when he took over, and he immediately made them relevant, and they started going to postseasons, and they started winning and winning divisions, and that matters. Big. But the second Pat Mahomes kicked in the door, they become perennial champs. Every year, if I pick the Chiefs, like every year if I pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, I'm not wrong. Someone replied to uh, Dusty. Dusty had sent out a tweet with all of our score predictions and all like 15 of us. Had said the Chiefs are going to win. He's like, oh, homer radio. It's not being a homer if we're always right. And we're always right, Bink, because they always win. 
Like, I'm not wrong. I'm not being a homer. I just know the Chiefs will win. You know, it's funny. Mahomes 27-3 against the AFC West. He's 16-0 and on the road in the AFC West. He's, it's, I just can't. Just, words cannot describe him and how good he's been in history. Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, those guys are going to have a hell of a time in Canton, Ohio. But we are watching – just greatness on this field. It's, you have to pinch yourself sometimes how good this is. And by the way, Cody, with Chad Henney retiring now, he needs oh, anybody that wants to buy Chad Henney a beer in this town. Because when he he's not what I called on very often, but when he was, he did the damn job, right? Chad yeah. Henney can ride off in the sunset. If you see him, buy him a damn beer. You know, I'll go a step further, Big. Just put him in the Ring of Honor. What do I care? Ring of Honor is for Chiefs legends. Chad Henney was a part of both Super Bowl runs. He made key passes and drives in both oh, yeah. Super Bowl wins. Oh. I don't care. He can go in the Ring of Honor. <laughs> you know, like, hey, about? There, there are a lot of dudes in the Ring of Honor, Bink, who accomplished nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's, accomplished, he's won two Super Bowls. Yeah, and a guy that uh, never has to, uh, to or shouldn't have to buy a beer or food. No, I, I, I don't think he will either. I, I don't think so, Cody. This town always remembers. Will you and Alex have fun tonight partying on? Um, we'll hear you guys tomorrow at 10. we get the big parade coming up on Wednesday uh, right at noon, right in the middle of your show. Uh, we'll just be pandemonium going on in the city, Cody. Can't wait, Bank. Thanks so much for having me on. All right, brother. Thank you, and have fun down there tonight. But it, it, Mahomes 27-3 against the AFC West, 16-0 against the AFC West on the road. Again, you, you can't even – this is not even brought up all the time. When, when people talk about, oh, he's a good quarterback. Well, bring up the facts. Bring him the fact that he only got in the AFC title game or Super Bowl in the five years he's been a starter. What you're seeing now has never been done in the NFL, ever. Not even by the great ones. No one has had the success this guy has had since he came to Kansas City. Totally changed the dynamic of this franchise. Totally changed the dynamic of this city. Going to the Super Bowl are, are what we what we do now. I remember talking to the guys on the Chiefs pregame with, with Brad Porter and then it was Art Haynes, you know, obviously that uh, we wish Art Haynes the best of luck too. And Marco, the producer down there from the Chiefs pregame show. And, you know, we've been doing this college football segment we do on there ever since September. We're talking about just what a long year. But the years don't end. I mean, we go till February. Like this is what you do when you do the post game show, you go till February. I've been lucky enough to be here um when the Chiefs have uh been those last five AFC title games. When they've been to those last three Super Bowls because there's nothing better I like than to hear from you. In, in your joy, in your passion, and just to see it on people's faces. And I, I don't care where I've been in the city this week, at the grocery store, at the gas station, someone is talking about the Chiefs or wearing Chiefs paraphernalia because they're happy. And as I said, when the Chiefs won their last Super Bowl or when the Royals won in 15, you know, the city puts out a survey every year. People don't care about the potholes. They don't care about anything if their team keeps winning championships. And you know what? The haters will be there. The haters will be lining up at the door about this football team. And you know what? Let them hate because the Chiefs like it because they evidently keep receipts and they, they know what you said about them because they'll let you know. Remember Kelsey? <laughs> know your role. Shut your mouth, you jabroni. Talk about the Cincinnati mayor. They know. They heard. The Burrowhead, my ass. They heard. They heard it was called Burrowhead. It was disrespectful to you guys as Chiefs fans. It was disrespectful to the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, the whole AFC West – the AFC needs to send Father's Day cards to the Kansas City Chiefs to let them know because right now the Kansas City Chiefs are their daddy. They're continuing to chase them in the offseason with free agency, continue to try to draft, continue to go out and hire head coaches like Sean Payton, who was the third choice in Denver, and still just try to figure it out. But you still got Russell Wilson. What are you going to do? 
And you finally have a coach in the AFC West that's actually won a Super Bowl now with, with Peyton over in Denver. But what are you going to do, man? Everybody is chasing the Chiefs. It is a glorious thing because this team, this team remembers what you say about them. And it's good. Being the villain's good. Chiefs are right now the villain in the NFL. Completely the NFL villain, which is good. This is what the Patriots were. Remember when we hated the Patriots because they won all the time? They were the villains. This is what the Chiefs are. They're the villains now. Let's go to uh, let's go to Dan in KCK. What's up, Dan? Hey, Bing, how you doing? You can't make this step, stuff up. Champions once again. And there's some of my heroes tonight. Both of them with that pun, with their uh, fumble return for the touchdown. And Bing, even though the Hurts uh, had three touchdowns, how about the job they did on Miles Sanders? 16 yards, Boston Scott, eight yards. And Mitch Holtz said it, hit it right in the head, Bing. Con Sanders' play on third down to, make, to force Hurts uh, out of bounds was big, you know, 27 21. And then, then the touchdowns in the second half were awesome. And then, all the haters, Bink, my God, Bink, John McBurg called in Tupelo, and he said that uh, uh, no Bradshaw, nobody, Strahan, nobody. And then on, the, on this year on the, uh, David Carr saying the Chargers and Bart Scott, what a jerk he was, saying that everybody was going to win the division. The Bron- well, David, Chargers, Carr, the David Carr needs big shoes. He's a clown. He needs those big oh, red he- shoes, yeah. He, he's more of a clown than Ronald McDonald. Seriously, it, it's a joke. It is a joke, Bink, and I, I'm really, I don't want to get emotional on this, but this, this is a great, great time, great time to be here. So now I know I got my, uh, I told my, my hen house job, uh, I'll be uh, going to the parade on Wednesday night, I know what time, at 12. On the first one, it was on Grand Street, then they went down to Union Station, then to the Liberty Memorial. So I think this, uh, I'll find out uh, tomorrow, on tomorrow. And uh, hey, congratulations to Chad Henney, going on retirement, and Bink, Nick Lowry said it. This morning on Fox News that uh, yeah, they, that Buckner's going to be the game-winning field goal. How about that? Well, you know what, Dan, that, that's great. But I'm, I'm going to send you a congratulations, too. As you told Jed, congratulations on the Special Olympics, my friend. Nice work. Seriously, good job. Oh, thanks, Bing. Thank you very much. And I told you that two weeks I'm going to late. I might see That's Rex awesome. Sutter. I got Rex's autograph a few years ago off Terra awesome. on the space. Yeah, one of the uh, I think uh, athletes is on the Special Olympics team, and I got his autograph too. And uh, I asked him what he, uh, how was it uh, um, being managed by Billy Martin. He said Billy Martin, he appreciated how he played. <laughs> Dan, you're the best. Thank you very much. Once again, another guy that's been here through it all, in 14, in 15 with the Royals, with all the Chiefs in the run, the good times, the bad times. These guys, these guys, like we heard from Chester, we heard from Reggie, all these guys. It's great hearing from you all because we've, we've, we've gone through the good and bad. And that's the best thing about being a fan. It's not just like another team when your team is down. No, the, the fun is when your team starts winning because you've been with the bad and you didn't leave them. You stayed with them. And when they win, it becomes sweeter. Like if you're Royals fans all those years, you didn't go buy a Yankees hat or Tigers hat or Cardinals hat or anything else, and you stayed with the Royals, wouldn't it sweeter when they won? Wouldn't it sweeter when you actually get to go out and buy Royal stuff and put it in your closet because they kept winning. No, that was fun, right? Well, now everybody, the Chiefs, I mean, it just captivated everybody. This is Football Town USA. This team, this town, what's going on here with this team is amazing to see because you get these big cities like Philadelphia losing the Chiefs. The national media is crying. They're all picking the Philadelphia Eagles, yet they keep doubting the Chiefs. And I don't understand it. Like, you win this season and people didn't pick the Chiefs. I was like, why? Brandon Staley and the Chargers? Justin Herbert finally went to the playoffs because his only playoff experience was just like me and you watching the games on a couch. Brandon Staley's never won a playoff game. And Josh McDaniels in, in, in Vegas never won a playoff game. 
Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> was fired. Did he make it to the year? And yet all these people picked different teams. But one guy that we'll talk to, we'll get back to your phone calls in just a minute, but I want to talk to uh, another man out in Arizona, also the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, who's going to have fantastic content coming out on this one, Pete Sweeney. What's up, Pete? Hello from State Farm. How are we doing? Hey, we're doing good, Pete. What a great game. It was a fun game, but once again, it was a Chiefs game. <laughs> they fall back. You, you, you just were dying for them to go out and win by 20 or 30 points. Uh, they do make adjustments. I know people think, think it's overrated, but they made adjustments offensively. First half, they could not throw to wide receivers, and they got Kadarius Toney active in that second half in Juju. Yeah, the the Chiefs started spreading the ball around a bit more, and, man, how many times do we say when they lean into the run game you feel way better about the offense. It just feels like it's more fluid. You feel like the rhythm is better, and you feel like they just play better as a whole. And it seemed like they rediscovered themselves in, in the halftime locker room. And talking to these guys after the game, that was one thing I, I said to Juju. What changed? Because you, you weren't involved. You had a, you had a catch yeah. and five yards in the first half, and then all of a sudden you, know, you end up finishing the game with, with seven catches for the 53 yards. And on that one drive, he had four catches, that really helped the Chiefs get into Eagles territory. And he said it was an energy thing. The Chiefs felt fortunate that they were able to have this Rihanna-sized halftime break. It allowed Patrick Mahomes to work on that ankle a little bit. And it's clearly the treatment, whatever happened in the, in the locker room, he felt better on it in the, the second half. And Juju and, and Mahomes essentially said that they had to talk to each other and just kind of get back to having fun again. It seemed like the Chiefs might have been playing a little bit tight in the first half, and then they were able to really open things up in, in the second. It just was a different team. Uh, and and I, I can't tell you, and I, I can't stress enough, how hopeless it, it felt at halftime because the Chiefs simply you know, didn't look like themselves on offense, and they could not stop Jalen Hurts. And then they come out here after that lengthy performance, the the music and the, the mini concert you know, that you get with every Super Bowl, uh, and it just was a different team. You know, it's, it's a cliche to say uh, a tale of two halves, but I, I just think that was the case here uh, in Glendale. No, it really was. And Kadarius Tony, like, he wouldn't get any snaps the first half. And I was, like, questioning, you know, where he was. And there he was. The second half, they did make adjustments to get this team. But, Pete, this game, it was really about Philadelphia's dominant running game. And their offensive line gave up 18 more sacks than the Chiefs did this year, Pete. And I know they had more sacks than the Chiefs, but they played a host of terrible quarterbacks. Now, we can look at the Philadelphia schedule. You know, people say, well, it was a weak schedule. Well, it kind of was, but they were 9-1 and one against winning teams. That Philadelphia Eagles team was 9-1 and one against winning teams this year, but they hadn't seen anybody like the Kansas City Chiefs. And that defense that was going to dominate the Chiefs, it doesn't matter, Pete. This is the fifth time this year that Mahomes has beaten a top-10 passing defense. He's 5-0, and oh, which is insane. Yeah, and I, I think that was something that I was, was pointing to kind of coming in. I know there had been doubt about how Patrick Mahomes and the offense would handle this really strong Eagles defense. And for a while, the, the defense, it did seem to have their number. You know, the two straight punts to end the, the first half. And, and a lot of times with Patrick Mahomes, it's just a, a matter of time. And I, I just think tonight as well was – really I think a, a glimpse into what the year was which is you know the legion of zoom and that whole era that included Tyree Kill of flashy play and these deep 
passing and, and winning in that fashion, man, that, that was fun and it was explosive and you, you could win that way. But it really took the Chiefs winning in the, the intermediate, grinding out yardage, you know, using tight ends, uh, having the offensive line play well and, and buying time and, and working the intermediate and, and finding a way down, down the field. I, I think we saw a lot of that uh, tonight and it's just a new era of Chiefs football. And I think it, it's really great just to see that Patrick Mahomes, he's, he's the guy who's got the staying power here. He's in a new era with new pass catchers, and, and that was something he said after the game, too. He said, this is a new team. But it's new team, same Mahomes, and when you have Mahomes, it's the same result. And we saw that uh, tonight in the Super Bowl. Pete, something I've been talking to you about uh, on the show, I bring it up. Uh, I personally feel, and I don't want to see what you, how you feel about it, I think this is Andy Reid's best year. Uh, when I was saying he should be coach of the year, which, listen, they're going to give it to somebody turned around the team, I get that. But he's only won it one time in his career, and he's number two all-time in postseason wins. That's a travesty that this guy's only been coach of the year once, and that was 2002. He had, yeah, to, re- he, he had to reinvent himself this year, Pete. You lose Tyreek Hill, he spread the football around. He did his best coaching job this year, in my opinion. Yeah, you got to be careful with some of these awards. I, You know, they, they don't make a ton of sense, I, I, I think, know. sometimes. And especially the coach of the year, it's it's egregious. And, you know, you, let's say, okay, you want to take Andy Reid out of it, whatever, he has Patrick Mahomes. What about Nick Sirianni? Like, you know, this is a, a, a guy that was able to raise the level of Jalen Hurts. And, man, I, I you know, Hurts would have won the MVP had the Eagles pulled this out. But let's call call it what it was. Jalen Hurts was the best player in the field, right? And to raise his, his level to, to the point of almost winning, you know, Super Bowl title um, and, and – you know, had it not been for that fumble, who knows how this game goes. You know, the one mistake that he, he did make. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to think Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni should have been the coach of the year because uh, they were able to raise the level and, and such a level of excellence. Um, just very clearly the, the top two teams in the league, and we got a classic Super Bowl out of it. And so, yeah, I, my votes would be for Reid and Sirianni way before Brian Dable. Yeah, I think the Eagles defense, I mean, listen, they gave up a lot of points to the uh, this year to the Detroit Lions, and I know Detroit's offense was good, but, you know, are, are they overrated a little bit? I mean, they faced Andy Dalton, Davis Webb, Daniel Jones, Josh Johnson, Cooper Rush, Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Tonight they faced a real quarterback, which made the difference yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I, I think you're right. You know, I, I – I do think the lines, you know, that you mentioned are, are up and coming. And I, I do tend to feel like the conference just in general in the NFC is a, a little bit weaker. Uh, and so you, you saw that exploitation a bit tonight. I mean, all we heard about was how the Chiefs defense was going to dominate, or I'm sorry, the Eagles defense was going to dominate the, the Chiefs O-line and really didn't happen tonight, right? I mean, it wasn't like they were so dominant in, in this game that it, it made what would have would have been the difference. And then you look up at the scoreboard and, and you see that final score is 38-35. Yeah, yeah you, you, you'd want the defense to, to be better uh, in that aspect. So, yeah, a little bit overrated, but it, that's hard. It's hard to judge a Super Bowl sometimes because, you know, it, it is two separate conferences. And, and in a way, it sometimes it feels like two different leagues entirely. Um, and so, you know, you got what you got tonight. And, but Patrick Mahomes does that to a lot of good defenses. So it, it's not something where I think that the Eagles should, should put their heads down. It was a great year. Uh, just not enough to beat the Chiefs. Pete, is this a dynasty now? Yeah, and and speaking speaking of that, I I did a book on the 2022 championship season that is up right now. It's on my my Twitter. It's called a, a Dynasty Begins, and uh, I, I believe we'll have a 
the new official cover up tomorrow morning. But okay. uh, that book is available for you to to jump on. I have the link on my Twitter if you want to look. And so for me, you know, you go to five straight AFC title games, you win three, you win two Super Bowls. Very clearly, the AFC runs through you. I, I think that's fair to say that a dynasty has begun. So check out that book if you can. I got to retweet that? it. I need this book, Pete. You gonna send it to me? You yeah, send I'll me sign a damn hat. No, I don't want it signed. I'm still yeah. waiting, I'm still waiting for Narrowhead Pride hat, which I've never received. But I'm gonna write on it. I'm gonna write on it. Do Jay Snyder. Oh my God, Pete! Got me, Jed. I don't want his autograph. I don't want his signature from his book. I cut his mic pretty quick too. Yeah, was I, that quick. was. I got out there. I I tried to dump it, but Pete. we'll see. What, we'll see what his dad says. His dad's a friend of mine, right? Big Pete. Okay. He lives in New York. But mm. Big Pete. Big Pete's a good guy. Yeah, he's better than his son. Clearly, hundred percent better. He's my favorite Pete Sweeney because he's he's Big Pete Sweeney. Well, because he doesn't say "smell you later." Because he well, he does do that. Actually. Oh, he actually does. <laughs> he does that. Well, we still like him better than actual Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. No question. But we kind like enough it. to join us. But this is a lot of fun. And just can you imagine the Hall of Fame celebrations from this city going to Canton uh, with your guys all going to the Hall of Fame eventually at different times, probably. Different How many time. Hall of Famers do you think are on this squad currently? Right now, uh, definitively three. Reed, Locke, Kelsey, Locke, Mahomes is a lockdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, is he a Hall of Famer or not? There's not even that question anymore. So three at this point. What do you think the impact of Chris Jones is? I mean, a second ring, you know, guys like Charles Haley, who had, what, did he have five? Because he, he got two with the Niners and three with the, the Cowboys. You know, guys, guys like that, I, I wonder about Chris Jones, uh, different guys like that. Maybe eventually. You know, he's still got work to do. And obviously the postseason production's uh, not there as much with him. But he is dominant and starting to get in that word as the best player outside of, well, actually he's getting, uh, if you're right, he had five uh, Super Bowls, Haley did. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's the most dominant defender on the Chiefs. Arguably in the NFL. I mean, I know that people, there's much conversation about Aaron Donald. Obviously he was banged up throughout well, a lot of this judge, season. judge postseason. He finally sure. got those sacks uh, against the Bengals. But he... Maybe the Veterans Committee eventually at some point. But eventually, I think he gets there. I think that if you're talking about a dynasty conversation like you were with Pete, I think that that's where more and more players are going to actually get favorable you know, consideration for the Hall of Fame. Chris Jones is one of those guys who I think that if the Chiefs are able to even get one more Super Bowl, that he would be a lock for the Hall of Fame. I mean, who knows? Maybe Creed Humphrey gets there. Maybe yeah, they, he's there. another guy. I mean, maybe Nick Bolton gets there. Joe Thune or Joe Tooney, excuse me. Maybe Isaiah Pacheco gets there. I don't, I don't well, know. Seventh round pick. That'd be another feather in the cap of Brett Veach. <laughs> well, you never know. The story's not written on a lot of these guys. But for a team to go around with three uh, certifiable Hall of Famers, that's pretty big company for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go to another guy who's always here in the thick and the thin, who's been here with the Royals in 15 with the last two Chiefs Super Bowl wins. His name is Big T and Shawnee. Choo-choo, choo-choo. What's up, Big hey, T? Hey, we're partying all night, Big T. Or, or, we're partying all night, Bink. Hey, Bink, we've been with you all year. The, the the world champion Kansas City Chiefs have done it again, everybody. Choo-choo. I'll do a choo-choo to begin it. Bink, you're with me here. You got to know this. We got to soak this up. We got to cherish this. Uh, they they all said that the, the Chiefs were going to take a step back this year. Oh, they got rid of Tyreek Hill. Uh, um, they were going to finish fourth in the division. Their quarterback was a, a gimmick quarterback. The, the, the Josh Allen was the, the, the MVP. Buffalo was going to win it. Burrow, it was Burrowhead and, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Herbert, 
It was when they off season, they did all that stuff. Oh, look what, look what the Raiders did. Look what Denver did with let's ride. Where you at boy? It's the Kansas City Chiefs, man. This is the dynasty. Everybody just needs to lay this to rest. We heard all week of Philadelphia chirping, of that Vince Quinn call, saying no doubt they were going to win. You're going to have your one-man loser parade, Vince Quinn. Choo-choo! Hey, how about Doug Corsazian? He said they were going to route the uh, Philadelphia's going to route the Chiefs 31 to 17. Choo-choo! How about how about how about Overlosky? He said he'd be disappointed if it won the a Philadelphia dynasty. Choo-choo! Just put it all to rest, man. You just heard it from this, this team. We love you. They worked hard in spring training. Before the, even the spring training was the draft. How about our, 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 our great uh, GM, Brad Beach? He's the GM of the year. Our great owner. Just all the moves they made. The draft they had. These rookies just contributed. They got Super Bowl experience now. Isaiah Pacheco, hell yeah. The Kirsten missing in the in the in the secondary beat, hell yeah. And how about Leo Chanel tonight? He had a sack. He had six tackles. How about Nick Bolton? He was badass. A fumble recovery for six points. Really gay. And how about that sugar stagnoli defense all around? I want to get to that. I want to get to that. They were talking about all this BS about how badass the Boston Philadelphia Eagles defense was, like their doomsday defense or, or the steel curtain. Take a back seat. There was a shooter Spagnolia defense. And they got two sacks. How many sacks did you get? <laughs> Zero. Your, your quarterback, he was running around. We contained him. It was a great game. I took my head off to Philadelphia. It was an epic, epic game. Epic. But our guy made the play. He ran back to six points. <laughs> that was our defense. It won the Philadelphia defense. And how about our offensive line, baby? How about them guys that are worried about Wiley? They're worried about Brown. Oh, that defense. <laughs> how many sacks did you get again? Zero. You didn't allow nothing. And how about our legendary quarterback, the king of, the king of sling, the trigger man, the MVP? And how about that? Let's talk about this. That's Turk Warner, the last guy to win the regular season MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. He presented to the announced that award. Imagine that. 24 years that. ago. Yeah. How about that, Big? How about that? We can't make this up. This is legendary status. This is the greatest team uh, that won for 53. We heard that all week. Oh, the one for 53 is better. Oh, was it? What happened to Kadarius Tony? Did you contain him there? Where was your one for 53 there? <laughs> how about, how about, how about when Buckley missed the field goal? He has a game-winning field goal. Where was your 153 to stop him there? It just wasn't there, Big. Our one for 53. This is the greatest team assembled. This is a dynasty. And I want to take my head off at 610. We love 610. Thanks for bringing us all this world champion Super Bowl coverage. This is a dynasty. This, like our quarterback said, they're wired. They're wired for these situations. They're built for this. We're not going anywhere, anybody. And did you notice? We're already plus 550. They've already found out. They've already learned their lesson. Don't disrespect the Kansas City Chiefs. We love Big Red. How about him and his staff and the OC uh, coordinator? <laughs> what about this? They said they had a badass running game. Our defense shut out there in the running game. We had 153. They were running like big dogs. So, All right, Big T. I got to gotta, gotta, gotta wrap it up, oh, my friend. Baby. I appreciate you guys. That's always that's so cheese. All right. Put it on the king of the hills. There you go, Big T and Shawnee. Always good hearing from Big T. He's a, just a, a great.
great fan, man. Oh, absolutely. 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 Great fan. And I know everyone's super excited, and I'm always the one who reigns on everybody's parade. But to act like the Chiefs just absolutely dominated the Eagles, it was a three point game and took a last second field goal. You know what, though? But that's what happens here. For (laughs) sure. No, I'm 100% with you. But I mean, it's it's not like they went out there and won 38 to nothing. this This is what the Chiefs do. They get behind, they come back and win. This is what they do. This you is, understand my point, yeah, 100%, though. 100%, no. But here's the here's the thing about it. This team legend continues to grow. Patrick Mahomes' legend grows. Remember against the Bengals? Remember when he didn't have Justin Watson in the game? He was down to Jody Fordson running routes from tight end. He was running routes as wide receiver. Noah Gray was running routes as wide receiver. He didn't have anybody to throw to. So all those people say, well, he needs people to throw to. like Tyree. He didn't have anybody to throw to in that game. And Kelsey was a game-time decision that game, but he won. His legend grows, and it grew this year. It grew tonight. It grew against the Bengals game. It continues to grow. It's what this team has been doing. It is insane what he's been doing, and this this coaching staff, what they do. Right, Keep this in mind, too. It's the front office people like Brant Tillis doing the cap and Brett Veach because I read, it was a great article by Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated, Monday Morning Quarterback, this week talking about how they sat there before Mahomes had even started the game and tried to figure out in advance how we're going to pay this guy. Because you're not building a dynasty if you throw all your money to a quarterback. you got to have other pieces around him. But it was a contract that was lucrative for him, but still a contract that had some wiggle room to pay other guys. This is what the Eagles have to do. So all that talk about the Eagles and the dynasty, they got to pay Jalen Hurts eventually. Are you still going to be good when you pay him? That's the question. This game tonight in Philadelphia hurts. This hurts bad. You fired Andy Reid. He went to a Super Bowl with the five NFC title games in Philadelphia, 100 games in Philadelphia. You fired him. He beat you tonight in the Super Bowl. This one hurts them a lot. Like, this one stings. This is your ex-girlfriend or ex-wife to go out and get a trophy husband, right? That's what he did with the Chiefs. He got the convertible. He's got the tan. He's been to the gym. He looks great. He's with the Chiefs. This is what Philadelphia is going through right now. You know, they, they lost their significant other, and they're really having trouble with it. Let's go to my man Ralph in Dodge City, Kansas. What's up, Ralph? Hello, Jay. How are you? We're doing good, Ralph. I just want to congratulate you and the people of Kansas City on this wonderful victory. I was a little nervous after Mahomes went down at the end of the first half, but oh. of course he came back as usual. How about your guy, Tony? You love Kadarius Tony. Ralph, and he be- wasn't getting the ball in the first half. And I was wondering, was he all right? Is he back there on punt returns? Is he okay? But, man, did he show up in the second half when they need He's just one of those unsung guys, a story of what this game was. Bink, he only had that one punt return in the first half. But, of course, as I've been saying all year long, as you know, once he came over from the G-men, it was a great Brett, Brett Veach move there. And he, I think he was that one touchdown punt return away from possibly being the MVP of this game. And Nick Bolton could make an argument, too. Leading tackler did have that touchdown, a very, very important touchdown uh, that right. he had for the Chiefs and almost had two of them, which would have been insanity. Yeah, yeah but they, it all comes back to Mahomes and the heart he has and just the will to win. It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It really is, Ralph. And, and, and uh, I just heard Pete on before. He has a, a new book coming out. So that was shocking. To you know what? Uh, you know what? Pete's a good writer. You know, I mean, he's, he's an underrated writer. I'm looking forward to Pete's book. Um, I'm sure there's a nice picture of him right as soon as you open it. 
Uh, but I'm I bet sure the content is. is good. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there is. But but before I go, I just have to uh, say I'm, I'm I, I lifted the ban tonight on the call, and the last I spoke to you was the last Super Bowl victory. But I'd also like to thank all you hosts at six ten for all the sports coverage and the Kansas City Chief following and whatnot, and uh, really appreciate everything you guys do there for uh, keeping us all informed. Well, Ralph, I tell you this much: I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate you lifting your uh, self-imposed ban. Uh, but you're, you're a Chiefs fan. That's what it's all about. You're celebrating your team won. No other team won in the NFL. The Chiefs are getting new fans because <laughs> they want a winner. So you're seeing it grow across the country because people want to be associated with the Kansas City Chiefs. But you've been a good fan, and you, you've supported this team all along, Ralph. I'd like to get that guy maybe as an insider. It sounds like he might Ralph. be a little bit more informed than Pete Sweeney. But I don't, Ralph is maybe, good, man. I, Ralph he is a good caller. Strong caller. Pete's got a book. Well, I mean, Ghost Rider, maybe. No, it says Pete Sweeney on the cover. I Maybe Ralph <laughs> Ghost wrote it. <laughs> but I definitely need that book. Let's go to Gino in Overland Park, who's been holding on for a long time, and hopefully Gino's having a good time tonight. What's up, Gino? Hey, guys. Very happy tonight. But before I make my comment, I, I, I thought Pete said something. He goes, let's say what it is. Jalen Hurts was the best player on that field tonight. I do not think. Jalen Hurts was the best player on that field tonight. But anyway. Jalen Hurts, I mean, here's the deal with the Jalen Hurts. He shocked me tonight because, you know, he missed two of the last three games down the stretch. His yards per carry, when you look at the postseason and that last game of the season against the Giants where he came back, 1.4 yards a carry. Then the postseason, he had 3.5 yards a carry in the game, 3.8 yards a carry in another one. He wasn't affected. The shoulder was really bothering. He only had 31 completions in the postseason. But – those two weeks off or whatever, but he did man up and play a great game. Yeah, he, he, he's a tough guy. Anyway, for, my comment is this. I wanted to uh, reflect on this and contextualize what we're seeing here. And I'd like to speak to our younger fans because I, I came in here in like 75, right after the Chiefs had won, and I waited and I waited and I waited and I suffered. And I watched all the horrible teams for decades. And then I, Marty got here, and I loved Marty. We got close, and there was a couple different years where we had the best team in the NFL, and we did not win. And so what I want to say to the younger callers and, and people who tend to not appreciate things, and I think fan bases can get spoiled and things like that, what I would say to, to everyone who's listening, especially the younger people, is don't take this for granted because this is the heart of the heart of the heart of the golden age of Chiefs football. And I don't just want to say that it won't ever be better than this again. It won't ever be as good as this again. If you're 20 or 25 or 30 years old, you might live to be 100 years old, and you will never – you could live to be 200 years old. You're not ever going to see a quarterback this good on the Chiefs, and you're never going to see a quarterback this good in tandem with a head coach this good. We have the most talented quarterback in history and probably the second or third best head coach in history. We've got probably the best tight end in history. It ain't never going to be like this again. And this golden age, the heart of this golden age, is going to last for probably another five to seven to ten years. So if let's say we don't win the Super Bowl next year. I want everybody to enjoy this and appreciate it. These guys are amazing warriors. Mahomes is too good to be true. He is so 
he's not like anybody else. He's like, you would want your daughter to marry this guy. He is unbelievable. And I want everybody to be happy, not just right now, but if we don't win the Super Bowl every year, let's remember how good we have it. Don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to win it every year, but isn't it fun, though? Yeah, and, and hey, listen, thank you guys. A, a, a couple of the other callers said thank you guys, but I want to say thank you. And I do honestly believe that 610 is the only radio station to listen to for coverage of the Chiefs and the Royals and, and other things, sports. So thank you, and I appreciate what you do. And uh, uh, I'm just very happy tonight, and I hope you guys are too. Thanks a bunch. Thanks a lot for the call, and thanks for the kind words. You know, we appreciate it. Uh, again, you have coverage all night long here. Chris and the are going to take over when I get done at about 3 o'clock or so, and then roll right into the Fesco in the morning. The Super Bowl champions play here. 610 Sports Radio, KCSB Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. It's kind of cool that the, uh, the franchises that we have here on 610 with the Chiefs, the Royals, and the uh, Big 12 football champions, Kansas State Wildcats, uh, they kind of seem to win on 610 Sports Radio, and that is a good thing. But, yeah, the unsung guys, Kadarius Tony, the way he came out there and made plays at the end, Sky Moore made a play when he had him. Again, the wide receivers on this team had two catches for 11 yards in the first half. That was it. It just shows you the magic who Mahomes is. You know, you could have, you know, your, your Marvin Harrison's or Reggie Wayne if you're Peyton Manning, but he made the Jacob Tammies of the world, the Brandon Stokely's of the world. But you got to take the good guys and have the bad guys. Imagine Mahomes with a Hall of Famer or two Hall of Famers, a wide receiver. I mean, just imagine that. Imagine Mahomes with A.J. Brown tonight and Devontae Smith with what he could do at wide receiver. And that's why I've always been a big, big advocate. <laughs> Just keep giving him weapons. Keep giving him weapons where he doesn't have to feel like he has to do so much by himself. And again, this team led the NFL in total offense. The only team over 400 yards of total offense on the season. Uh, they had 413 a game. Again, the only one over 400 yards. Number one pass offense in the NFL, almost 300 yards a game. The Bucs were the closest to him at 269 this season. Number one points per drive, like they were last season, means they maximize on their opportunities to get the job done. One 1,000-yard receiver. It was a tight end, Travis Kelsey. That's it. And No 1,000-yard running backs. That's it. And don't you think that speaks to the reason why maybe you don't necessarily need to give? I, I get your point about giving Mahomes as many weapons as possible to maximize the returns on the offense. But I think Cody's made a good point from Cody and Gold. Obviously, you can hear 10-2 to 2 right here on 610 Sports. But – He's talked about as long as Travis Kelsey doesn't slow down and it doesn't seem like he's going to, it seems like the wide receivers, I wouldn't say are irrelevant, but it certainly seems like Mahomes is going to get the best out of them. No, he's going to get the best out of them, but it would just be nice where he didn't, you know, we had that playmaker. For sure, but with the you're a, you're the biggest draft nick that I know. Yeah, well, this team had Tyree Kill too and Travis Kelsey. Sure. That was awesome. No, I, I guess uh, in in the position that the Chiefs are going to be drafting, though, do you think that picking a wide receiver at 32 would be? The, That's what I would do. You think? Honestly, okay. I, I, I it's about keeping weapons for him. And it, it he's I, your best asset, your biggest biggest contract. You keep him happy. Yes, he, he does great. Last week. That was way too much on his shoulders. You remember the wide receivers last week, Jed? They didn't have any. Yeah, two weeks ago. Or two weeks ago against the Bengals. Sure. Didn't have anybody. Yeah, but I, th I think that that shows the greatness of Patrick Mahomes as well as the play-calling ability no, of does. Andy Reid. It cements that legacy. To me, I, that's that's where I sit back. I mean, when Well, I understand what you're saying. Right, and it, it, you're, a, you're a draft guy. I mean, I guess it opens up a bigger question, and maybe we can get into it as the night goes along. But to me, I, do you think Orlando Brown – 
cemented himself as the left tackle for this team. Do you think that's a position they should and be looking at drafting? Talking for, for a team that didn't, an offensive line that didn't give up sacks this year, do I think the Chiefs offensive line got too much crap this year? I do. Sure. Because people were complaining about it all the time. Yet there was only two teams in the National Football League that gave up more sacks than the Chiefs. That's incredible. And I get it. Mahomes gets out of the pocket and escapes a lot of that stuff. But, again, the first nine weeks, more pressure than anybody in the NFL. Then it started sitting back um, with, with Orlando Brown at tackle. But that offensive line, great job tonight. Again, unsung guys tonight. This team is full of them. This team is full of guys stepping up. And that's that's really the MO of this team. Guys that step up and great up. Like Jerry McKinnon, mm-hmm. who I consider the best value in free agency in the NFL this year. And I get it. He was with the Chiefs last year. I understand that. But he was also let go by the Chiefs. Yeah, I was going to say they had to bring him back. He was brought back on June 14th for league minimum. That is the best signing this year. for His blocks, he gave Mahomes all year to then getting six straight games with the TD reception, which had never been done. Jerick McKinnon was an unsung guy for this team. Arguably, there's going to be arguments for it. Like Von Miller was on that trajectory the best offseason move for the buffalo bills but they had no pass rush when he left but at the at the cost i mean think about mckinnon versus oh, the, you know the, i mean th- that's where you know that's why i can get your point about mckinnon being Sam's the best. and costco wrapped up in the one for sure and i think to your point talking about you know the unsung hero of what the chiefs organization has been is brett veach thinking about going back two seasons ago when the chiefs were decimated at offensive line going up against the Bucks, and thinking about the job that Brett Veach has done. I know I, I brought up the question about Orlando Brown and what the Chiefs should do with him, but I think that's a testimony to just how Im- great a job Brett Veach has done. 100%, 100%. I mean, what he's done through the draft, I mean, there's absolutely no complaint. And also the moves he makes. Some of the trades he's made have worked out great. I know people are mad about Frank Clark. We had two rings because of Frank Clark. He's number three all-time in postseason sacks. Again, sometimes they, okay, what are you going to do in the postseason? That's what they care about. That's what they care about with Sammy Watkins. And I I mean, it's the same conversation we were just having about Von Miller. Unfortunately, sometimes you're going to have to overpay for a guy who's going to make an impact. Was Frank Clark worth the $100 million that they gave him? Probably not. But then again, those two Super Bowl rings look pretty shiny on his finger. Well, and a lot of people don't remember the Parker Anger trade for Trevorius Ward. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy that, uh, you know, you had here and you get a guy like Traverius that did give this team some some good snaps um and then you got to Parker Anger is currently a free agent I mean that, that was just a shrewd move well in thinking it's a move that worked out and all the undrafted free agents they've had through the years that have helped this team and rebuilding the secondary I mean I know that they've done it different ways but when you think about Ward Fenton Matthew all being gone and the fact that the secondary for the Chiefs was actually one of yeah. the stronger, you not know, defensive yeah, secondaries in the NFL. Finn gone, right? Finn's right? gone, you, yeah. don't, you don't care about it. But Sneed and his value with this team. And Steven only- Nelson from a few years ago. Absolutely. And Jalen Watson this year that was drafted in the seventh round. What He gave you Joshua Williams in the fourth round. Uh, they, 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 they hit on everything they drafted. That That's for sure. Let's go to Marcus. What's up, Marcus? <clears throat> hey, guys. Just want to say, Bank, you're one of my favorite people to listen to in all football, man. I, I feel like I listen to a lot of football podcasts, and I think you're um, definitely one of my favorite people to listen to. And like they say, you know ball. Obviously, that's what, that's why you're here. But um, just to touch back on what you guys said about um, Brett Beach and all the, the moves he made, I want to compare that to the division and all the moves that they made. Um, a little bit different approach whenever they made all those trades for J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, Russell Wilson, all those guys. 
none of it worked out. They made all those moves while we trade away our best asset, maybe, and Tyreek got a bunch of draft picks for the future. And uh, the future looks bright, to say the least, for the for the Chiefs, wouldn't you say? Oh, the future is going to look bright as long as number 15 is your quarterback. The future will be right. And we might mention Chad Henney did retire tonight. Go Walks blue. off into the sunset with another ring. And, again, for when he had to step in, did everything you want a backup quarterback to do, stepped in, didn't flinch, got the job done when, when called upon. And, again, I don't think Chad Henney should ever have to buy a beer or pop whatever he drinks in the city again. Probably not. But He's got of, money. He's got a lot of money. Yeah, well, a Michigan man, also a good education. But think about this for, for a Chiefs fan perspective. Not only did they win the Super Bowl, but now the second best time of the year for Eubank, the fact that the draft is going to be in Kansas City, like the hype train for the NFL in Kansas City, I know that catcher, catchers, pitchers and catchers are getting ready to report, but I, it's going to be football season until what, the end of April? It's always football season in Kansas City. For sure. That's the way it is. And it will be, it'll continue to be more so this year with the draft here. And then as soon as that's over, then we'll get the rookie minicamp going, OTAs, and pretty soon you're in St. Joe. Again, which the cool thing about it is this. Think about this, guys. The last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl against the Niners, it, remember the, the, they had the parade, and then everything just shut yeah, down. Then the world shut down. Then the world just shut down. Remember there was no training camp to go to. You weren't able to go up there and celebrate uh, with, the, with the banner. Remember when the banners, you know, went out in front of a stadium without fans? Remember that? Yeah, this is going to be completely different. You're going to be able to enjoy this. You're going to be go to St. Joe. And the way I've been advocating since the NFL basically having every team start on training camp the same day, except the two teams that play on Thursday night, do Midnight Madness, man. This town will go up there. They'll tailgate the hell out of St. Joe to just, just get a glimpse of their Chiefs. It's what they're going to do. It's what they're excited to do. They're going to rally. And again, the draft is free, guys. You get to go down there and watch it for free. If you, if you didn't have the money to spend and go to Arizona and those ridiculous prices, I think they're outpricing everybody at the Super Bowl 100%, you get a chance at the draft. You know? Do all, all you want. Let it, be, let it be shouted out around Kansas City. Stop shaking your head, Jen. Even my mother wears a know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni shirt. <laughs> Even my mother wears that. This, this town loves this team. Let's go to uh, Larry and Lawrence. How about that name for a guy that lives in Lawrence? Larry, what's up, Larry? Well, you know, Bink, uh, I I kind of disagree with you on the whole uh, wide receiver deal in the, the first round of the draft. I think we need to take a tackle. I think if Antoine Harrison uh, out of Oklahoma, if he's there, you, uh, I mean, you got to take somebody but like Larry, that. But, Larry, you, you understand um, what I'm saying. If you draft at the end of the first round, your chances of getting a good wide receiver are better than getting a good offensive lineman at the end of the draft. Remember a couple of years ago when the Chiefs were <clears throat> were looking for a tackle? And they made that deal with Orlando Brown. Remember that, that talk about Alex Leatherwood, uh, who ended up going to the Raiders with the 24th pick? He's out of the league now. Remember Sam Cosby, Liam Eisenberg, all the tackles they were talking about the Chiefs could have got at the end of the draft? They got moved to right guard or left guard. They're not even left tackle. So no. you, your quality of tackle at the end of the first round is not as good as what you can get a wide receiver. That's just my opinion. And I'm the guy that said the Chiefs should draft Mahomes when everybody else wanted Deshaun Watson. So what do I know? Bink, I've got I've got text message proof said that the Chiefs should have traded for uh, Orlando Brown and then drafted um, 
Creed Humphrey in the second round, and and you were one of them guys that said, oh, no, the, the Ravens are never going to do that. The Ravens are never going to do that. And I've got text message proof that I texted in on the 610 Sports Radio hotline or whatever you want to call it saying that they should have done that, and that's what they ended up well, doing. They, 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 I'm, I'm glad they did it, but I'll be honest with you, the Ravens are dumb for doing it. It caught yeah, everybody exactly. off guard they did that. It was idiotic they did that. Exactly. Stupid, stupid. But, um, you know, I, I think that's the route they should go. Um, I think you've got to protect your quarterback. I think Patrick Mahomes is one of them guys like, like Brady. You put a – good uh, average receiver around him and he's going to make that guy shine you know what i mean well that's what he does he, he's going to make it i just don't want to see him have to do that you know it'd be nice for him to let the receivers do the work at times you know getting get like today's tony man if this guy stays healthy the sky's the limit for this guy i mean he makes everybody miss i mean oh, yeah. it's just he, he, it's just, i remember when Mahomes was a rookie he said my, my job is just to put the hands and the, the ball in the hands of my playmakers and let them make plays and that's what he did it was it's such a simple thing, but he did it, and a lot of quarterbacks don't want to do it. They want to look great, but he lets them do the work. And just to have, like, yeah. a real – I mean, the guy you can count on each and every game. I know MVS had a great game against the Bengals, but I'm talking about just having a reliable guy game in and game out. Keep keep this in mind. Patrick Mahomes beat the number one passing defense in the NFL with his wide receivers with two catches for 11 yards in the first half. That was it. Yeah, exactly. That and was then- it. You go in the AFC Championship, and he's he's playing with guys off the practice squad yeah. that were that that were just which is know, great. Marcus which Kent. is great. He's twenty seven years old. He can do <laughs> exactly. this stuff. I'm just saying, make his life easy, man. He's your biggest commodity. He is the he is the biggest commodity for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's paid the most. He's a two time MVP. Give him his weapons. It's time. Take a break. We'll come back much more. <laughs> 